Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, folks. Michael Zuber, one rental at a time, back with his friend Millennial Mike. How you doing, buddy? Dude, I'm doing good, but we've been sitting at this for a couple hours now. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Thank you for getting up early. Uh, I appreciate it. Uh, I know it's Sunday. I know it's one of your days off. So it's not lost on me that you're doing a lot for this channel. So I and in the audience, thank you. Thank you very much. Yeah, so what we're going to do in this video is we're going to look at Jerome Powell. Jerome Powell's had some speeches. Uh, I'm going to give my translation of Jerome Powell because, again, you know, Fed speak sometimes can confuse people. I want to relate what he's saying to what I'm saying on my daily financial news and other videos. So we're going to get uh, some clips from Mr. Jerome Powell. Yeah. So, yeah, we're going to talk about what Jerome Powell did. He gave a 45-minute press conference. And for, I want you guys to please like the goddamn video, okay? Because I had to watch a 45-minute Fed conference, not once, but I watch it once just to get the feel of it. Then I watch it another time so I can, like, download and get the questions. And then I got to edit through it. So I listened to this guy for, like, four <laughs> hours of my life. So please, like the video. Leave a comment down below. It was my pain and suffering. Topic for the first video with Jerome Powell. What has to happen? What does he need to see for him to start bringing interest rates down? So that's what we're going to start with. You ready? I am. Yes. Over coming months, we will be looking for compelling evidence that inflation is moving down, consistent with inflation returning to 2%. We anticipate that ongoing increases in the target range for the federal funds rate will be appropriate. With today's action, we have raised interest rates by three percentage points this year. At some point, as the stance of monetary policy tightens further, it will become appropriate to slow the pace of increases while we assess how our cumulative policy adjustments are affecting the economy and inflation. Restoring price stability will likely require maintaining a restrictive policy stance for some time. The historical record cautions strongly against prematurely loosening policy. As shown in the SEP, the median projection for the appropriate level of the federal funds rate is 4.4% at the end of this year. The median projection rises to 4.6% at the end of next year and declines to 2.9% by the end of 2025. I wonder if you could give us a little detail around how you'll know when to slow down these rate increases and how you'll eventually know when to stop. I'll answer your question directly, but I want to start uh, here today by saying that my main message has not changed at all since Jackson Hole. Uh, the FOMC is strongly resolved to bring inflation down to 2%, and we will keep at it until the job is done. Uh, to accomplish that, we think we'll need to do two things in particular uh, to achieve a period of growth below trend and also some softening in labor market conditions to foster a better balance between demand and supply in the labor market. Um, what will we be looking at, I guess, is your question. So we'll be looking at a few things. First, we'll want to see growth continuing to run below trend. We'll want to see movements in the labor market showing a return to a better balance between supply and demand. And ultimately, we'll want to see clear evidence that inflation is moving back down uh, to, to 2%. In terms of, um, of reducing rates, I think we'd, we'd want to be very confident that inflation is moving back down uh, to 2% to before we would consider that all right mike so he really said a lot there i'll give it to him he's able to pack a lot into just a short short amount of time um but what they're looking for is a growth below trend and i'm assuming that is of the economy the overall economy um and then a as he puts it softening of the lab labor market that's a political speak for unemployment's going up so mike what do you think about what he said is this scary news do you think his timelines are right what do you think 
Well, so I took a bunch of notes in that very short clip. So first thing you need to realize is Jerome Powell referenced his eight minute speech at Jackson Hole. Uh, I came out uh, right after that speech and said, hey, this is a different Powell. This is Powell trying to channel Paul Volcker. Pay attention. And if you guys remember the Jackson Hole day, it was the first time. It was the first time that the Fed caught the market by surprise. And if I, memory serves, I think the market was down 1,300 points. Kudos. I'm like, that's what I'm asking Jerome Powell to do. I want Jerome Powell to surprise the market. The only way to get through this is to get it over with. And unfortunately, that means some pain. So he referenced Jackson Hole. Second, um, as I told people going into the Fed rate increase, the 75 rate increase was a lock. I had hoped he would do 100 but he didn't have the backbone. But what he did do is he said, rates are going higher, long, uh, faster, and longer. The other thing he referenced in that speech is we're going to get, we're going to do a lot of our work this year, which means we have another 1.25 likely coming 75 and 50. And we'll do a little bit more, right? Like a Q1 quarter. So the second thing he highlighted that I think people should pick up on is yes, they're going to start raising rates slower. Not stop, not cut. So I think we're going to get one more 75 in November. Then they're going to do a 50 in December. And then they'll do a 25 in January. And then they may pause. Right? These are all the things that are laying out. And then he finally defined pain. Pain means unemployment is going up. The things that you and I can watch is every Thursday at 6 a.m., the unemployment claims come out. This Friday, we're going to get the jobs number for how many jobs created in September. The market, the job market is still strong. We can watch this report called the Jolts Report, basically how many job openings. This market, this labor market is tight. And he is going to raise rates until it breaks. And millions of people are going to be unemployed. The other thing to talk about in all of this is the Fed said unemployment's going up for the first time. They've admitted pain. I think the numbers they put out, Mike, is a joke. I think their SEP or their dot plot said next year that unemployment will be 4.3%. I think that's la-la land. It's probably going to be five or more. But again, I don't think the Fed stops. And then the last thing he talked about is the economy is going to slow down. We're going to grow below trend. He has to break demand. He His tools are, they are what they are. They're not great. They're not scalpels. They're sledgehammers. And he is going to he's going to jack up rates. Zombie companies are going to go bust on, uh, you know, bankruptcies are going to go up. You, you know, cars are going to get repossessed, you know, credit card. It's just 2023 is going to suck. And then the very last thing that he said twice or alluded to twice, he says, I am not cutting early. If you go back and study Paul Volcker, he cut early and caused a nasty double dip recession. All recessions are bad, but when you have a double dip, it is horrible. And that's what Jerome, Jerome Powell doesn't want. He will keep rates longer, an extra quarter, an extra six months to make sure inflation is dead. So again, buckle up. So I want to ask you a follow-up question. You said a double dip recession is especially nasty. And I know that you're an expert when it comes to studying the consumer because of your economics degree. Is the reason that a double dip recession 
especially nasty because it just destroys the psychology of the consumer that much worse. Like they just thought maybe they were going to get out of it. And now we're back in it again. Exactly. That's exactly why double dips are bad, right? You can think about being laid off, then you get a job and then you're laid off again, right? That, you know, getting laid off a couple of times in two years, sir, no right of your own, right? You're the best of the best, but Hey, you just joined the wrong company. They went belly up. Um, so again, I'm, I'm older than probably most of the folks watching this. One of my, one of my uh, memories, I don't have a lot from a, from my childhood, um, was my dad was part of this double dip recession and he was always in kind of technology supply chain. That was what he did. At least my kid, like understanding of what he did, it got so bad in, in 81 that he had to take a construction job. He's not handy. He is not handy. And he had to take a job trying to learn how to stucco houses. It did not end well, but that's how bad it got. Uh, a white collar guy had to go do some very hands-on stuff because unemployment checks run out. Your kids are hungry. He tried to do what he could do, but uh, yeah, double dips are nasty because it just breaks consumers. Well, uh, for those of you out there hoping that we're going to see the end of rising interest rates, it sounds like we're probably at least a couple of years on the horizon before that starts to happen. Um, well, I, I actually, I want not to split hairs. I believe we're actually closer to the end of rising rates because, again, one of the things that I see is, and again, when I talk about rates, I'm talking about mortgages because that's what most of us get on this channel. I believe the banks get nervous early. They've done most of their rate increases. We have actually seen the, one of the largest gaps between the funds rate and mortgages on record. Usually, it's 150 basis points. Today, it's 300. So while we have more rate increases coming from the Fed, we may not see this 300 basis points continue. So yes, we may see some rates, but I'm currently thinking a lot of people are now, Mike, are calling for 8% 30-year mortgage rates for owner ops. I don't see it because of that, that large gap. Now we will see some, but I think people are going to be surprised. It won't be a one-to-one -one ratio, but I could be wrong, right? We could be to eight to nine, who knows? But I think there's something in that 300 basis point margin that gets compressed. Well, only time's going to tell for sure. And I certainly do hope that you're right because nobody wants to deal with that, but I guess we'll see. So we do have another video from Jerome Powell we're going to move into and where he's going to talk about what he means when he says housing reset. So we'll see you in the next video.